I want me some glory hope. Football Glory Hole Recap Podcast for Week 16 of your NFL season. I am your host, Bo Simpson. I'm joined here as always on the Sports Patio by my good buddy Longhorn. We listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. We thank each and Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. All right, boys and girls, here we go. It's the good, the bad, and the are you fucking kidding me? And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good! Well, that's just fucking great! That's just fucking great! The bad! Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me? Alright, and as always, we start off with the good, the good last week, well, plenty of it, plenty of it, uh, us overall for the clients, four and three, another winning week, so that's always a good start, plus another unit, Longhorn had a great week in the contest, went four and one, I stunk again at two and three, big shaka, uh, we'll go all over all that though right here, we'll start off with Cleveland, minus two and a half, Gave it to the clients. We both had it in the contest. This was my number one play of the week. Uh, that was never a football game. It was the easiest call on the board. Look, I know I was higher on Cleveland coming into the year than Longhorn was, and they've definitely had their, you know, peaks and valleys for sure. But I think with Flacco now playing steady at quarterback, they finally come into the team that, you know, I thought that they would be to start the year. You know, Houston's story. It's been a great one this year, and they're definitely a team on the come looking ahead uh, to next year and seeing if they can build on that fucking great draft that they had uh, from last year. So, I don't know. Longhorn, you got thoughts on this one? Um, well, first of all, I had Cleveland winning the North 11-6. Um, and six, You and did? You, yeah, and you had, you had them winning 10 games, but you had Baltimore winning the, the North. Why did I think you were down on them? You were no. down on Cincy. Yeah, I was we were down. both down on Cincy, but you were more down on. Remote. I don't know why I was thinking Cleveland. I don't know why yeah. I was thinking you're down on Cleveland. Uh, God, God bless Joe Flacco coming in and actually. I mean, with Flacco, they're playing like we kind of thought this team would play. Yeah. Uh, they're I'm a not, good football team now. Still not a fan of you know them kind of leaking on defense on the road, but a lot of that was junk time. They were they were winning by you know twenty three scores, a million points. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they finally you know for the first. 75% of that game played some really good defense on the road, and that was good to see. Um, interesting team going forward for sure. Um, Joe Flacco, man, out of fucking nowhere. I mean, he made a couple of throws in that game that I know everybody's watching. It was the only game on at that time. Uh, but, well, no, that's not true. That Was the, was that the Christmas game? or say, I get them mixed up. I don't know. We're, we're just going. That bowl yeah. game is flying everywhere. NFL game is flying. I can't tell. But either way, there was a couple of throws that he made in that game. I was like, 
what the fuck, Flacco? Like, I haven't seen that out of you in 10 goddamn years. Where the fuck has this been? He he wasn't even doing that when he was scuffling around after his, you know, good Baltimore's. This is like the Super Bowl Yeah, type. this is it, literally like the Super Bowl Flacco, where he's standing tall in the pocket, shaking off fucking blitzers and pass rushers and just firing bullets all over the goddamn place it's fun to watch we'll see you know we'll see how that how that goes going forward because he's he is old so you know this is kind of like i mean he'll he didn't have a preseason he didn't have a training camp so you know he's really only been playing football again for about what has been five weeks Something like that. I think yeah. his first game was the Rams game, maybe. So, so we'll see if he takes more hits. We'll see if this starts to slow down. But honestly, I would have thought it would have happened already. You know, you're four or five weeks in. You're going to take enough hits that old man Joe, I figure, would be starting to crumble. But it hasn't happened yet. And and behind the offensive line, that's not you know, it's patchwork. It's not the the great Browns offensive line that we're used to seeing with a strong running game. So it's it's just really impressive. And we'll see what they ha- what they do in the. Uh, in the playoffs going forward, be it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, they are now. I had the point <clears throat> earlier. Well, like a power ranking? No, they're uh, playoff. Oh, likely matchup. So they're ninety-eight point two percent now to make the playoffs. So that's. Does it have likely scenarios yet? It does. So they'll be if they everything goes the way it should, they'll be the fifth seed. So that would match them up with a four C, which right now is projected to beat Jacksonville. Oh, they're going to beat Jacksonville if everything stays the way it is. They'll beat Jacksonville. I don't know if Jacksonville's going to make it. They're fucking. <laughs> they're limping home so fucking hard. I know. I know. All right. Cool. All right. Moving on. Those Detroit Lions. We gave this one out minus three to the clients. Had to sweat this one a little bit. Uh, Detroit's defense is really, really bad, man. But fortunately for us, Mullins is worse. <laughs> Goff is the most frustrating above-average quarterback I have ever watched. Even more than Cousins. And that's saying a goddamn lot coming out of my mouth. Delay of games repeatedly. Not knowing. He's a fucking 10-year vet at this point. You still don't know which way to escape pressure from the pocket. You just run into fucking sacks. Oh, he literally... He's a literal football fucking retard. But my God, that offensive scheme and those weapons... Are so fucking good. It's Man, hard to stop awesome. them from scoring. It's it just is, especially indoors. And congrats to Longhorns Lions for winning the division. This is the first time in the history of the franchise that they have won. I think as it was called something else, the NFC North. It used to be the NFC Central when they won it last time. Oh, the first God. time they've ever won the NFC North. And we both had them in the preseason. I know that. And they were plus money we got on that, picking them to win the division. Believe it or not. Uh, but Longhorn, thoughts on your lines, the division championship, this game, and then moving forward? Well, it feels good to have seen this building process two or three years ago in the draft and them them starting to draft people that, you know, that I like, which doesn't mean shit. But, you know, if I like them, then I'm going to say, hey, I, I like what they're doing. I think this is he's they're about to turn this around in the next year or two and i was calling it you know back then and it's finally coming to fruition um i don't think it's a team yet that that you know has what it takes to go win like a road game in san francisco hell who knows they might not have to so we'll see how that all plays out they're tied with san fran and philly for the first round by and the home field throughout um i did say on the podcast that i 
I expect the defense to start to tick up, and turns out none of their Aline McNeil, C, uh, Gardner Johnson, and J- uh, Houston, the other pass rusher, none of them played. Um, so they were all kind of, you know, on that questionable maybe play, maybe not. None of them did. So, you know, maybe they were saving them for next week, or maybe they're just waiting until they get healthy in general. But uh, should be all hands on deck going forward next week and and um, and into the playoffs. So we'll see if they can. You know, tick up on defense, but you know, uh, with with an offense like that and the weapons they got, it's you're seeing what they have always envisioned they could be on that on that side of the ball at least. Yep, even with that retard golf playing quarterback. Oh god, he makes some of the best plays and some of the dumbest plays. Yeah, I mean every game. It, it's not just like at least with Cousins, it's sporadic. I mean, you get mostly good, and then you know. Every once in a while, he'll just go out there and have a game. You just go, what the fuck, Kirk Cousins? Like, pretty much for the whole game, though. But golf will do it every game, in-game, both sides. Like, oh, good Lord, dude. When it's are you nice going to learn? Nice Read a fucking play call. Uh, Jamison Williams, you know, kind of he's I've, – I saw him make a couple of catches over the middle, like actually contested and showing a little toughness. So, it's nice to see that he's not a complete bust. He's still not – he hasn't been what, what he should have been. But, um, you know, if he can be an, an addition to this offense, yeah, it's I mean, a little he, better. They just need, I mean, at this point, they just need him to be a jag, a reliable option. Your boy Gibbs, you know, he's been great. Uh, he did fumble in that game that I thought was going to fuck us in the ass, but he made up for it later by scoring a fantastic fucking touchdown. So Yeah, he's, he's really good. He is. All right, moving on. We also had the Cows plus seven and a half and Tennessee plus eight and a half to the clients on a teaser. <laughs> uh, we'll get to the two losers in the bad section. But uh, on the Miami side, I did have them in my contest. Like I said, I thought it would be a good football game. I didn't think it would be a blowout like the Bills. I called the first quarter under. That pushed at 10. Uh, but overall, the game, I mean, it really went the way we talked about it. The Cows. Struggled to move the ball for big portions of that game, and then other portions they didn't. But Miami moved the ball just fine. But I have to be honest, that was one of the worst games I've seen Tua play all year. If he's just average in that game, I think we would have needed the Cows to backdoor that cover uh, on the teaser. I mean, he had guys running wide open. He was continuously missing them. I mean, hell, he almost missed the fucking wide open touchdown to Mozart, the one that he had to one hand catch that on a fucking flat route. But. In the end, when they did need the first downs, they turned to the running game, and the Cows couldn't do anything to stop it. I, I mean, I honestly thought Dak played really well, uh, but besides that very first drive, man, they struggled to get a first down there for a while. And there was a point early in that game where it could have got away from them, but also, as I predicted, the the ref stepped in and helped them out on what should have been a safety. Uh, the Miami defenders being held as he makes his way to Dak. Nah, we're not going to call the holding, we're going to call pass or, or roughing the passer when Dak grabs the back of his helmet and pulls him down into him and then throws his hand up looking for a flag, which, look, good veteran move by Dak, and the refs are going to oblige him, so I don't blame him. Uh, but in the end, I thought the calls evened out uh, by the time the game was over, which generally they do. But it was just going to go the Cal's way the early, early on on that one. There were... You know, a couple different times they were a breath away from being out of that game, but thankfully, two missed a bunch of passes and they got helps when they needed, and then they made plays when they needed too. So overall, I thought it was a really good game. We got the fiddle in the middle, as Longhorn likes to call it. So love that. Uh, anyway, we'll 
covered Dallas in the bad portion, but what do you think about the Dolphins? I mean, they only um, they only got three and a half yards of carry, which three point nine for Miami. Yeah, and most of that though didn't come until I mean Miami? Dallas did a pretty good job holding them down until the end Miami? of the game. No, Dallas got three point nine. Miami got three point five. Oh, did I read it backwards? Uh, yeah, Dallas had a, they held them down decently during the game, but at the end, when you knew they were going to run it, they just ran it right up the cow's ass. Yeah, they, it was a it was just one of those coin flip games, and getting a getting a number under you know under two, it's it's in a coin flip, you, it's better to take the uh, take the old home team there. Yeah, and like I said, yeah, you're right. So I had that flip. My bad. Uh, yeah, man, and. Like I said, I thought it, I knew it was going to be a good game. Like I said, taking the small favorite at home. We'll see if that, you know, how that going forward. Like next week, Dallas plays Detroit, so that's going to be a major factor if they can if they can win that game. If they can hold, you know, Detroit under four yards of carry, then that would be that'd be good for Dallas. But I don't think they, I don't think they can do it. I don't think so. I don't know. We'll see on that one. Um, but Tua's gonna have to play better, man, because that was that was horrendous by him, man. He had guys wide open running through that well, Dallas secondary, and he continued. And it wasn't like he was getting pressured, because he really wasn't. He had one sack on the day, or he got sacked one time on the day. And most of the time, I mean, he he gets rid of the ball so quick anyway. He he literally looked like the the national championship where he lost to Georgia. He was throwing balls before, like he wasn't even looking at the receiver. Just like the very first play of the national championship, pick six, he never even looked at the receiver, just turned and threw the ball. Mm-hmm. Defender standing right there. There was that ball he that in round he threw to uh try to hit Hill on. He threw it and he overthrew Tyreek Hill running. And Tyreek Hill looked back like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> like I'm wide open and you didn't even wait for me to make my break. Like, what are you doing? Well, he hasn't had to play very much this year without Tyreek and Waddle and both in the lineup. So we'll and Waddle went out early in that game. So we'll see how that affects them. Yeah, he's kind of in and out. His thing is an eye thing. I got something on that. On the no, he's he's hurt. Waddle. Yeah, got, the last thing he's I got a high at. ankle. Oh, does he? <laughs> yeah, that's something he might miss the rest of the regular season. Oh well, all right. Well, that won't be good for them. No, uh, especially going and playing Buffalo. Baltimore and Baltimore. Well, they got them both. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> they got They go Baltimore and yeah, they could finish eleven and six and change the whole uh, dynamic of what we what everybody thinks about them. So let's see. Miami right now seventy seven percent, seventy eight basically to win the division. Um, pretty much a lot for the to go to the playoffs. Obviously, I bet you they win more than the seven games that I predicted that they would in our preseason predictions. I think that's probably a good bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Longhorn hit the sounder on Pittsburgh. They completely dominated that game. <laughs> since he turned back into a pumpkin. Oh, uh, but really, I said on the podcast, since his defense was trash and the best game Pittsburgh had on offense was against them, so I'm not surprised. I said it was Pitts or Passer in the pod. The buckets were on Pitts. I bet Pitts. Longhorn also mentioned the strife in the locker room with Pickens and suggested that Tomlin might even bench him, but... I immediately dismissed that because that's Still not what Tomlin does. Bench his ass. Don't, you don't need those two touchdowns. Nah. And then, of course, Pickens <laughs> goes out and has the best game of his entire career. <laughs> yeah. Look, I still think Pittsburgh stinks, uh, but, man, that was just the spot to play them. Uh, Longhorn, what are your thoughts on Pittsburgh and Cincy going forward? 
Uh, well, I don't think much about about Cincy. Are, are they eliminated on the, the playoff thing? Uh, 15.5% chance. And what's uh, Pittsburgh's chance? 9.9. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I don't really think much about either one of these teams, except I, <laughs> I can almost guarantee you that Tomlin will not have a losing record because somehow they will find a way to make sure that happens. I hope he does. I hope they lose out. Let's see what what is their they are eight and oh they hit they have to lose the last two yeah and that's what we need to happen and with their schedule they could okay they're at Seattle now the big question is going to be they're at Baltimore for the last week Ooh. so does Baltimore need to play that game that's going to be the biggest question because um, if they need to Pittsburgh's already beat so. them once so it's payback time they always split I mean wouldn't you think that they I mean, they're not running away with, like, the buy, so I, I would imagine they'd have to. Well, I think at this point, if Miami – well, if they beat Miami, I think that's it, actually. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, because Buffalo's 9-6. and six. They're 12-3. and three. Um, Miami's 11-4. and four. So if they beat Miami, they're two games clear of them, and they've got the head-to-head, uh, and there's yeah. only one game left. Oh, yeah, then, they won't be playing that. Well, but do you want, you know, two full weeks off? With the bye, I don't yeah, know. and you got Pittsburgh coming in. You you would want nothing. Actually, yes, they're going to play because there's nothing that Harbaugh would want more than to give Tomlin <laughs> his first fucking losing season. That's true. That is true. That's a little forecasting for two weeks from now. Goddamn right. Get go ahead and bet Baltimore laying whatever they're laying right now <laughs> before this Miami game. All right. Uh, oh, big dick! He finally <laughs> hit one. Longhorn on Carolina, easily his best pick of the week. And this was all him. I did not like this pick at all. And it looked like it was going to be another micro-Asian peen for a long time in that game. But Longhorn told you on the podcast, Carolina, they're fighting. They're not quitting. And they sure the hell didn't. Green Bay pretty much decided to stop playing football for a good portion of the second half. And it goddamn near almost cost them a win. So Longhorn, thoughts on that game? Yeah, the well, it actually didn't really go the way I thought. I thought it'd be like a low-scoring defensive game that they, you know, had a chance to win. Turned out to be a shootout. It was a fucking shootout that they had a chance to win. <laughs> uh, but I don't care. I'll take it either way. Um, yeah, real, like Young is. Look, it's late in the year, and the kid is hung in there. He's taken abuse on the field and off the field from you know from the from everybody saying he sucks and he was a terrible draft pick. Shows a lot of, you know, that's not easy to do, to just keep going out there. And and now he's showing that at the end of the year that he's, that he's playing his best ball that he has all year. So there's something to be said about that. And let's also not forget that um, every, well, I'm trying to think now, I think every other rookie, yeah, Stroud's hurt. Stroud's hurt. Richardson's hurt. They all got hurt except for the tiniest one in the in the draft so far. So, look, he's he's had a bad year. We'll see if they build around him. At least he's showing that he's, at times, can play competent quarterback in the NFL. So, good good job for him. Yeah, I'm rooting for him. I've always loved the kid. Um, like I said, it has not looked good for most of the year. Uh, Is that but, all that – was it just three rookie quarterbacks in the first – who were the other, who was the other first-rounder? I think. Wasn't that was it? Was it just three? I guess so, yeah. Well, well – I feel like I'm missing. I feel, was, I feel like we're missing one. Well, Levis didn't go. He didn't go to the no. second round. Um, no, I think that would have had to have been right. Just those three. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's only. Well, yeah, that's only because Richardson was the one we didn't know if he was going to play, 
And then know, they were like, I know we're missing one. Yeah, and I think so probably too. everybody other like, you idiots, it's this guy, and we <laughs> can't think of it. So whatever. All right. Uh, all right. Longhorn also hit the danger zone on Baltimore. Uh, look, that game went mostly like I expected for Baltimore on offense. You know, I said Lamar would struggle to run, and he did. He had 40 yards, but 30 of it came on one carry. Uh, they struggled to move it efficiently for really big portions of that game. San Francisco outgained them. San Francisco beat them by almost a full yard YPP. But at the end of the day, man, that number, like I said, of the pockets was too fucking high. And Lamar is, the, is usually the one who turns the ball over in these big games. But he played clean. And if he plays a clean game, clean game, then, you know, they're going to be almost impossible to beat by anyone except maybe the San Francisco team if they play clean. But they did not in this game. Fucking woof. Purdy, look, he was bad Brock in this game. San Francisco fans, I know you've heard me say this many times in this podcast. This is, at any time, entirely possible from him. If he starts off with interceptions like he did, Early in that game, when they could have put Baltimore on the ropes, it usually doesn't get better for him. And he's paired with the ultimate front-running coach who can't call his way out of a paper bag if his initial plan doesn't work and if he doesn't get to pace the sideline with the, hey, look at me, I'm one of the biggest fucking pricks you'll ever meet in life smirk on his face, which he really enjoys doing that. And when he gets his ass handed to him, he can't do that. So that throws his whole game plan off. Um, I think that... You know, if they play this game again in the Super Bowl, the San Francisco wins, obviously, if they don't turn the ball over five fucking times. Like I said, they outgained them by .9 on YPP. That should have been around a five-point victory, which would have been inside the numbers. So Baltimore, I think, covers either way. Uh, but Baltimore was the winner in this one, man. Uh, Longhorn, what are your thoughts on losing your Purdy MVP bet in spectacular fashion? And by the way, if you're going to mm-hmm. lose a bet, that is the way to do it. You just go out there and just say, fuck it on national television or standalone game so you gotta go big baby uh yeah i need lamar to go throw three interceptions against miami is what i need so yeah if he does that then all bets are i don't know who the fuck you're gonna give it to i think it should go to mccaffrey personally that's what i think but no if what will happen is is it'll go into a it, slides up to the no spot. it'll be josh it'll be josh because he'll win out and win that division and they'll give it to josh if he wins that win the division yeah he's got a case if not if they lose to miami then no obviously but i don't see how it's i mean i, I mean yeah it's such a tr- just a tremendous shit your pants uh, he but, shit his pants but a lot of those were game. a lot of those were deflected so i just i understand that he shouldn't be the favorite anymore but for but for lamar to jump all the way to the like heavy favorite he is that seems a little yeah i mean he wasn't i mean lamar was good man he was he was he good was real and, good and he said he played clean <clears throat> yeah. and even though he couldn't run the ball he he had to depend on his arm he threw it pretty well um and they took advantage of all of san francisco's mistakes so you know yeah, we'll can't, see. There's two. Can't there's fucking two throw five interceptions against a team like Baltimore and expect to fucking win the game. There, um, there's there's two games left. I mean, I'm not tearing my ticket up. You know, if he if he lights it up in the next two games, I don't I don't remember. I think they play the Rams last. They play Washington in this game. If Lamar has a trip up against Miami, eh, it could get interesting. Yeah, I just think it if if Lamar loses to Miami, I think Tua jumps to the number one spot. 
and then it's going to come down to the Buffalo Miami game. Except Tua's going to lose two in a row, so no. We, uh, well, Tua would beat them. Yeah, but then if he loses to Josh, then yeah, you know. I mean, I, I think your forecasting's right on <clears throat> maybe Josh if they can get to that position and win the division. For sure, he's definitely got to be. But I mean, honestly, it should be McCaffrey. It should just. But they've be already McCaffrey. proven they're not going to do that. They're just not. They're not going to. I know. I know. So. But if if they keep squashing like. I don't know. If they keep fucking tossing this thing around like hot potato, like who wants it? Who wants it? I want it. You want No. Nobody wants it. Well, fuck it. Just give it to McCaffrey. I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know it's a one through five, though, vote. So yeah. there's, it's a lot of, um, you know, like people are going to place, you know, some, one person here, one person at four, and then all this mix and match. And, and um, it, it'll probably What's McCaffrey come? going off at right now? Um, it's got to be mean, still decent odds for. I mean, he was around. Uh, 12 to 1, I think. Oh, man. I, I might have to take a flyer on that just in case. 10, 10, 12 to 1, something like that. All right. Oh, Pizza Money Parlay hit number three on the season. I told you guys on the podcast it would be my favorite one of the bowl season and to order a large pie. So I hope you listened on that one. Air Force dominated. James Madison and those fighting Northwestern Wildcats won outright as seven point dogs. Look, at the beginning of the year, in fact, the first college-free pick I put out of the season was against Northwestern, <laughs> back when I was actually winning those. Um, and I said their coach just got fired, and a lot of the players were going to opt out, and they did. But this interim coach came in there and got the team on the rails after a few games, and they ended up winning six and getting to a bowl game. And before the bowl, they named him as the new head coach, and those players who stuck around and played their goddamn balls off for him that's why I love that pick so much. What a fucking um, job by those guys and by that coach getting that team galvanized after just the worst possible start you could have. Um, and what a great season for the Pizza Money Parlay. So that should have uh, made a pretty good uh, dent in your weekend there. So I don't five and I a half to one. I hope they're not over. I expect another one on Thursday. Oh, I'm still going to give them out, but I probably won't tell you to order another large pizza the rest of the bowl season. Yeah, well, I like small I like small pizzas, too. Sometimes those can be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the college free pick, I told you, it lost again. You knew when I took Utah State they had zero chance. The fade continues. Just keep doing it, guys. I'm a cash register right now. Look, you got to ride streaks and gambling, and I am on a cooler that won't fucking quit. So whatever I say on Thursday, <sighs> just fade it. Just fade it. I just don't understand. Don't get it. I don't get it either. Speaking of coolers that won't quit. Oh, the Longhorn Lock of the Week hits yet again. Of course it does. Now, this one was only a half unit because the buckets uh, were on Denver. But still, man, this guy just prints money for us when it comes to Patriots <clears throat> games. My God, I've never seen anything like it. And on top of that, that loss for Denver puts my survivor pool down to three people. And uh, it officially locks Denver in, I think, for their win total under. It should have been another win for FGH, but, you know, shit happens, I guess. Uh, but Longhorn overall, what do you have to say about your incredible Longhorn lock record against or on the Patriots this year? I. Uh- I, I don't know. I guess did I I like Denver. I guess I don't know. I didn't even have a bet on that game. So you did like Denver. Okay. Well, whatever works for everybody. I mean, fucking if you got a system, play it. That's right, baby. Like I said, these streaks, we, for whatever reason they happen, you don't question it. You just go with it. 
Oh, the Do No Wong teaser I gave out on the Monday podcast last week. The recap podcast taking LAC up to 20 and the under nine or the over under to 49 and taking the under. That hit. Not sure what my streak is on those Monday Do No Wongs, but they've been great for me this year and for you guys, obviously. So just remember it always pays to listen. And the Do No Wong teaser I gave out on the Thursday podcast. Tennessee up to plus nine and under the 48 also hit. That was an easy win there. Uh, that game obviously could have went either way. Neither team is particularly good, and neither team is good at scoring the ball. Uh, we'll get to the Tennessee part of it in a minute. Uh, let's see. The Buckets were 7-3 and three last week. And as I bet them all every week, so that's good for me. Uh, they're 68-51 and 51 now in the season. This will be the last week of the Buckets on the podcast this week. Uh, they don't go for week 18. So, look, a couple of you reached out that listen and said you've been playing them. You just write them down and play them every week. Kudos to you. We've had a hell of a season on them. So, I'm glad that uh, you guys are making money listening to the podcast. All right. Uh, yeah, overall, man, another just incredibly profitable week for me. Went 4-1 in my round robin. The Jets fucking off a 20-point second half lead. Was my only loser there. Longhorn, uh, what'd you get on the teasers and all your open legs and everything? Oh, teasers were great this week. Um, um, I mean, they. I don't remember. I know I didn't make it official, but I, don't, I think I said there was one game that was would have been the fiddle in the middle, but I don't even remember which one it was now, actually. so. But, yeah, overall, all the teasers, I mean, most of them came through. That, that I think felt, you said that – I think you said um, – if you, if you agreed with me on Miami, it would be a great fiddle in the middle. Oh, uh, okay. Then, yeah, that, the, that one got. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, they did well. They did well. There's, there's some more coming up this week. Right. Anything else on the good? That's it. All right, moving on to the bad. Well, college bowls overall. Look, we play against teams with backup quarterbacks and we lose. We get surprised stuck with backup quarterbacks and we lose. I don't give out a team to the clients that I bet early because the number was way too low, and I find out. Their quarterback, running back, and both wide receivers are out. So, of course, I can't give that out as a pick. And, you know, they just win by a 1,000. So, that's just uh, it has been a rough COVID. I can't seem to get anything right. Uh, it's very unusual for us. But I'm sure we'll start winning eventually. Um, at least I hope we will. Yeah, that's always fun. <laughs> that, that's always fun. Uh, just I looked at uh, Pittsburgh. Teaser came in. Atlanta teaser came in. The playback teaser with Indy when when the line flipped did not, so that was unfortunate. The yeah, Cleveland, I lost on that one. The Jesus. Cleveland teaser came in when it when they were the dog in that. The Dallas teaser came in, and then depending on if you you know if you caught it at the right time, Washington teased up, Minnesota teased up, came in. Tampa ended up being uh, you could take them up on a six point six and a half point to get them to seven and a half. I mean, a lot of teasers did great this week. Yep, they killed it. Um, that was a big part of my portfolio, too. Yeah, that Indy one sucked. God. Oh, man. They couldn't – I mean, you get teased both ways, over seven, over eight, and nah. Nah. We're going to blow them out. Fuck it. Uh, Longhorns NFL free pick and sounder on Tennessee. Oh, man, I thought we had that one, honestly. That was just yeah. another coin flip that didn't <clears throat> land our way. Um, both those teams are pretty garbage, but – Seattle is kind of this year's Minnesota, man. They just keep finding a way. I remember about a month ago we were kicking dirt on them, but here they are looking for another playoff spot. Longhorn, what are your thoughts on Seattle? 
Yeah, that's that's just apologies for that free pick. That's just a bad pick. Like you don't like. I mean, the Sounder. I made the call on Sounder, and that's fine. But you don't make. You just don't put out a a free pick of two and a half. That's just terrible, terrible. And hopefully, you didn't hear the podcast until a couple days later, and you would have caught the three or even three and a half, and it was either a push or a win for you. But yeah, just just horrible. Like don't put out. Never put a two and a half out. It's dumb. And unless you're just picking them to win as a dog, and that's fine. But yeah, just bad pick. Yeah, so just play the money line if that's the way you want to go. Yeah, just it's go, just stupid. Go, go full. Yeah. This is why we're not winning on free picks. We're just putting just 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 not even things that we know, like rules that we already know. We're, we're just doing them, so it's just dumb. Seattle is 67.5% to make the wild card, though, currently. So mm-hmm. they're right there, man. They are right there with everything to play for in front of them. Interesting. Interesting. It's going to come down to the end for about five teams in the NFC. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Um, Longhorn hit the sound around Dallas. Like we mostly covered this game already. But I'll just say, you know, the Cows are very predictable. They've been very good to me this year, betting on and against them and in the contest as well. Seattle was the only game that really fooled me the entire year. And, again, I guess I've been too low on Seattle for a bit now. Um, you had well, um, um, you had the, you had them going 8-9. Yeah, but I meant like in season. Like I thought, oh. like the fade it was starting to happen. They're they're gonna win nine games. So are um, they gonna win the NFC West? Like I said, I don't think so. Hmm, I don't think bad. they can catch San Fran at this point. That's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, with the Cows, they're look they're staring a wild card trip to Tampa Bay and then a trip to San Francisco for the di- divisional round right in the fucking face. I did they're not even going to get a home game. Not if they don't win the division. Oh, okay. Which, which is not likely at this point. They are. Let's see. So every every team that doesn't win the division goes on the road in week one. Yes, of the playoffs? sir. Twenty-two point six percent to win the division, seventy-seven point four. They're already they're already in the playoffs, so they're guaranteed a playoff spot. It's looking like it's just lining up to be the Tampa. same thing that it was last year. Um, I don't know. That would be a fun game. I think I think Dallas would win that one, but it would be fun. Yeah, Dallas would probably be three-point road. For, it's literally going to line up just like it did yeah. last year. We're going to bet the cows and we're going to kick the shit out of them. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Bad. The only other thing I've really got a bad is, oh, it's Tommy DeVito, kid. I think it's officially time for a Longhorn QB funeral. Maybe we can do that. I've been thinking about that. Save it and do it all in one big pile. Maybe a big Week 18 recap or something. I think that shows. I don't know. Be- that might take an hour. I don't really feel like do- there's so many <laughs> dead quarterbacks this year. I don't. I don't have the energy for that. Oh, I'm not ordained for an hour-long funeral for all these dead quarterbacks. Might have to take in some donations from the uh, podcast listeners to see if we can. What happened to him? He just got benched for the second game in a row because he was terrible. He didn't get hurt. He just got benched. Just got benched for the second game in a row. Like I'm, I like stories like this for a minute. You know, Longhorn did a pretty good job jumping on that train. He jumped off as soon as. He saw it going off the rails after the New Orleans debacle. No, jumped off one game too late. Well, I mean, you didn't stay on it, in other words. Mm-hmm. But I, here's what I don't here's what I don't like about stories like this, and this is the part where it starts to piss me off, is people go too far. Like, I heard Terry Bradshaw say before the game yesterday that he thinks the Giants have found their quarterback, and there's nothing oh 
God. that he can't do on an NFL field. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, Terry Bradshaw is either a fucking dope, which I know he plays one on TV, but in real life, I don't think he is one. Or he's just an asshole who's insulting his audience's intelligence. Like, mm-hmm. why would you say something that obtuse on national television? He's not a special needs kid, for God's sakes. He's a goddamn NFL player. We don't all have to pretend to root for him and give a shit about him. He's just a shitty quarterback. He was a shitty quarterback in college. The league is filled with shitty quarterbacks. We don't have to fucking take up donations and pour our hearts out for every fucking shitty quarterback that comes along the line just because they might win a game or two. I mean, he goes out there and plays so badly for the second game in a row that he gets fucking benched. I I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes I'm taking crazy pills with the way these people say this shit about these quarterbacks like why would you even say that shit i don't even know why you're listening to those like like i didn't i <laughs> thought nobody listened to those things because the tv was on i was at my parents house for doing christmas <laughs> blah blah blah. <laughs> i mean they're so they're just a show they're not even like trying to be serious i know anymore. and i know he's playing a dope on tv but like that's the, like you don't have to say it. just say hey the kid's done a great job so far for the most part we'll see how far it goes and then you can just leave it at that you don't have to say the things that he fucking says. Like, yeah, that's pretty dumb. That's pretty dumb. All right, moving on to the... Or let's, you got anything else on the bat? Um, let's see. No, it was like just looking at my sheet, it was a pretty fucking outstanding week. So, yeah, no. Pretty good week. Pretty good. <clears throat> All right, moving on to the Are You Fucking Kidding Me? Look, there's a ton of stuff I could bring up here. Most of it revolves around backup quarterbacks. Either teams with a man in college that we played against or lost. You know, like I talked about South Alabama, who I played early. The number was way too low. Then I found out their entire, you know, offense is not going to play. And then they go out there and score 1,000 points. And it was never a football game. Or I could talk about the Skins and Giants benching their shitty quarterbacks and backdoor fucking me in the ass in the contest with two backups. Or the Chiefs. Only allowing six points on defense and losing a game straight up at home. Mm. But it's Christmas, and I did have a really good weekend profit-wise. And I had a great weekend for the family. So I'm just going to be thankful for all that. And, you know, getting to do this podcast with truly one of my best friends in life, uh, man, it really is a lot of fun. Yes, there are plenty of frustrations that come along with doing this shit. Mm. But overall, look, man, I don't know. I don't know what I would do without it. I love doing this shit. I love trying to handicap these stupid teams and coming on here and talking to you guys and hopefully helping you make money, whether you're tailing us, whether you're fading us. I don't give a fuck. As long as you're, you know, making some coin in your pocket, doesn't matter to me. So that's really all I got for this week, this section this week. Just thankful. Merry Christmas, everybody. And I hope you guys had a great uh, holiday and a profitable weekend. I think the are you fucking kidding me is we have like, I mean, a month left of football, like it's it's basically it's over. It's, I it's, know it just just like that it flew by. I know. I'm trying not to focus on that. I'm trying not to let the depression kick in just yet. Uh, it's gonna be a long summer, boys. Long <laughs> summer. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, that was the good, the bad, and the hard. You fucking heading. Right, Longhorn, let's get ahead, get to some look-aheads for Week 17. Start off with the injuries. The main ones, uh, Trevor Lawrence, right shoulder. He was questionable coming in. He's questionable leaving. 
This guy's basically duct taped together at this point. I know they're in the middle of trying to chase a division, and I know that's very important. And if there's any way possible, he is going to be on the field. He will be on the field. But, man, at this point, I don't know if he's helping. I don't know if he's hurting. And it kind of looks like he's hurting him to me, but I don't know what else you do. He, he's going to play. If he can all walk, he's going to play. Who, who is this? Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah. He's <clears throat> um, he's just not – He's man, you know, it's, at times he's it, it has felt like he's carried a bad roster, which it is a bad roster, and, and at times he was carrying it. And, yeah, like you said, now it just seems like the roster's not good and he's either hurt or – Hampered in some way, and it's well, he's obviously hurt. He's got like 19 injuries <laughs> right. at this point. So, but I, it's it's weird though. What though? When you watch him, it's like okay, he's moving fine. So I know he's hurt in his you know his ankle, but he's moving fine. And you know he's got the shoulder thing, but it looks like he's throwing okay. He's just it's I don't know. It's it's obviously affecting him, and and they're a they're a mystery going forward for sure. They seem like a dead team walking to me, even if they make it. Um, Brock Purdy, Stinger, uh, but said he is likely to play week 17. He did come back in the game, so I think he'll be fine. Uh, no, he didn't come back <clears> in. <throat> he came back in, was able to return to play through the injury. Uh, so, yeah, he did come back in. He got pulled at the end of it, but. Oh, I thought he got. No, thought, he got pulled because that game cause was. I, I saw him asking to come back in after the blue tent, and they said and it was already kind of, it was a blowout at that point, so. Yeah, he said he was clear to return, but never did. Um, oh, no, okay, so he he was able to return to play through the injury, but then he re-aggravated in the second half. Then they took him to the blue tent. He was clear to come back in, but they didn't at that point. They were like, Shanahan was like, fuck it, which is smart. Go throw six touchdowns against the commanders. Just do that. Yeah. Uh, Pacheco is week to week in concussion protocol. That is not good for a Chiefs offense that's already fucking struggling. Uh, Jared McKinnick's gone, so it's going to be a big dose of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. If any out there still alive in fantasy going into your championship, and for whatever reason that guy's on the free agent list, you might give him a look. Uh, Waddle, you mentioned earlier, uh, you were dead on about that left ankle sprain. He is out already listed for week 17. Could sit in week 18 if they don't have anything to play for. So, Yeah, they need to sit him and get him ready for round one of the playoffs. That's a high ankle and a, <clears throat> and a receiver, so I wouldn't fuck around with that. Uh, DJ Moore, questionable with the right ankle sprain. Uh, it's the second one in two weeks, but he did kind of play through it, uh, yeah. part of it last week, but he did go out again, so I don't know. We'll see. He's obviously not going to be 100% no matter what, so... All right. Uh, Cortland Sutton, week to week with a concussion. So we'll see if he comes back. I would fucking doubt it. Uh, Jordan Addison, he's questionable for week 17, another ankle sprain. We'll see if he comes back. Um, Dontavion Wicks, chest injury, severity unknown is what it says. So Broken heart. Oh, my heart <laughs> is broken. I cannot play. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know if it if it turns out to be a rib cartilage thing. They said he's done for the season, but they're I guess waiting to see. Hmm. Um, T.J. Hawkinson, there's no waiting on him. He's done. So what happened to him? Hyperextended knee. <clears throat> besides, so besides being born uh, looking like the guy from Goonies. Yeah, that's unfortunate as well. But his season is probably over. So all right. 
Uh, Cole commits. This one says diagnosis unknown. I read something <clears throat> earlier that his season might be uh, over as well. Tied in there for the Bears. So Bears mm. could be without their two top playmakers from at least throwing the ball at that standpoint. But that's what I got on injuries. So, Longhorn, what do you got on looking ahead to some of these games, some of these lines? Yeah, so <clears throat> the only ones on the just straight sides that I've put in, it's 10.5 for Arizona, plus 10.5. Y'all, y'all know I like to buy these key numbers. Um, so I bought or uh, I took Arizona at 10.5. I got Carolina at plus 7. And uh, let's see if I have any. Oh, and I got Detroit at plus 6, even though it's not. It's you know that's like number three or four on key numbers, but um, if it dips down, look. I, the reason I take these early on Mondays, y'all been listening long enough, y'all know it's it's not only because they're games that I like, but they're also opportunities to buy out possibly middle later in the week if things change. It just it just adds to your um, you know. Remember this is like this is like trading stocks, so you know you want to have those opportunities to hedge, buy out. Or just have the best of the number if things happen to go that way. And as far as teasers go, um, the only one that falls into... I've got three teasers so far, uh, legs of teasers. One is the Green Bay Packers up to eight and a half. I did have to put that on a six and a half um, teaser. So they're up to eight and a half. Now I did, on the two other ones, I did a little forecasting. Um, So I did buy, or I did take New Orleans and Atlanta on six-point teasers up to nine, uh, just simply because I think these lines are actually going to go down to uh, to tick down to the two and a half. So I wanted to, you know, just get ahead of it. And if it doesn't, you know, whatever. It's just it's just an extra, it's just an extra half or just an extra point there, half point, whatever. So that's really all I got. I cannot pull the trigger yet on Houston minus three and a half. I don't. Starting to not trust these receive these quarterbacks coming off concussions, and his was a two week concussion. Um, I really want to pull the trigger on Baltimore, but I'm waiting for a better number. That's minus four at home against Miami. So I'm gonna I really want to wait and see if that's gonna tick down or tick up, and you know I'll kind of buy depending on which way that goes. So. It's That's really down all. to three and a half at DraftKings and Bookmaker right now. So. so it's so it's trending that way. Yep. Okay. So yeah. So when it hits three and a half on my book uh, today or tomorrow, whatever, I'm probably going to fire on Baltimore. Um, you know, for for reasons that we'll talk about on Thursday's pod. All right. I also let's see which one did you mention already? But um, what was the first bet you said? Like straight, yeah. the straights I have are Detroit, Arizona, and yeah, Arizona. I already fired on them. Uh, plus, I've already bet all the buckets uh, as I always do. Mm-hmm. I've already had. I usually don't have those done for the recap, but it's Tuesday, so they're done. Uh, Carolina was the other one. Yeah, I don't have anything on that one. Um, and then teaser wise, I did take uh, Green Bay. Also, uh, I paired them with the Titans because I'm kind of. Feeling like you on the quarterbacks coming back first game. We'll see. So I took the Titans up to 10 where oh, I got nice. them up to. So we'll see uh, on that. But I don't have an official. I guess that would be a do you know long, but that's kind of a cheap one. So I won't count it. Um, <laughs> I, I, like, I like to make it more interesting than that. So I don't have anything official on the do no long yet. But, yeah, that's where I'm looking on that. All right. The big question is, can that stupid midget cover ten and a half? I am 
I'm kind of thinking he will, but you know, we'll get into that on Thursday for sure. If he doesn't just put the backup quarterback in, he definitely will fucking come back and cover that number. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Longhorn, we're talking about that fabulous website one more time. All right, that's going to wrap up episode number 180. 180. Hey. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think we're in the 180. So, yeah, 180 in the books. Um, listen, guys, we're coming down to the end of the season. Go to the website, thefootballglorial.com. <sighs> Check out those free picks. They, they're, they're probably going to win at some point. Um, you know, apologies for that. We've, we've got to get better at that. And this is the first time in all the years we've been doing this that we've had, you know, a run like this and dipped under 500 with the free picks. So, um, yeah, I understand if you don't want to play them, but I promise you through the years, these are, these are profitable Just picks. Just keep fading, baby. Just or keep fading. I don't really want to tell you to do that, but yeah, we're going to turn it around. And, uh, and uh, if you want to wait till next year to jump on, then that's fine. I understand that. Um, uh, but yeah. Subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast, and uh, we really enjoy doing this. Like like both Steve has said, you know, we're coming to the end, but this is, you know, what else would we do? We would be doing this anyways. We, we literally were doing this anyways before we had the podcast, which is why we started it. So it's fun doing this. It's fun winning, and it's fun just talking football. But uh, if you do any of these things with us, we become partners for life, and both Steve is, as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. Ah, damn it, people. Never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take a selfie, baby.